Welcome to the DGR Podcast. I'm your host, David Gray. Hey guys, David here. Welcome back to the DGR Podcast. I hope you're all doing well. This is episode number 95. I am going to do like a kind of a 2023 roundup podcast today where I have some specific categories that are completely made up that I just made up on the couch five minutes ago. I'm going to announce our guest of the year. I'm going to speak about some of the big ideas of 2023. I think I have one, two, three, four, five big ideas of 2023 that I think everyone should know about and understand. I'm going to have the big winner in kind of the fitness health and fitness industry are like more specific to the movement stuff let's say the big winner there Uh, i'm gonna have a big loser like a concepts these are concepts let's say i'm gonna have personally what our big winner was i'm gonna have personally what our like dgr uh our big loser was i'm going to have i have all these written down um i'm gonna have what a small but big win is like a seemingly small win for us but i think also is actually a big win uh for us and there's a couple of tips involved there for you guys i'm gonna have what our most fun of the year was business wise i'm gonna have like what was my kind of love hate for the year and um yeah that's it uh so Hopefully there'll be some good stuff involved here, especially like the big ideas of 2023. Hopefully there'll be, uh, yeah, there'll just be some some good stuff there. I think to help frame some conversations for you guys. So it is what date is it? it? Is the 30th that I'm recording this 30th of December 2023. This time last year, I was looking back at the podcast. I actually did do. Uh, let me look at the podcast. This time last year, at the start of January, I did do a 2023 social media strategy podcast, which was about half an hour long. Um, So it was like at the start of the year, here's our plan for the year ahead. I may do another one of those, um, just give an overall plan. But this in this podcast specifically, I'm not going to talk about like plans for next year. I'm just going to talk about stuff from the year gone. Uh, kind of almost like a roundup. I will be doing our newsletter, our yearly roundup newsletter, which I do every year, which involves like everything. It has absolutely everything, like all my books of the year, gadgets of the year, like everything of the year. Uh, so this is not, this is, this podcast is going to be a bit different to that. So make sure you're on the newsletter uh, as well. As well as that, make sure you read that. That should be good. So, uh, yeah, Christmas was really good for us. Uh, it was very quiet, actually. I got a little bit of a bug just before Christmas, so like a two-day stomach bug slash headache bug, and that kind of like ruined my appetite for a few days, and I didn't get a chance to go for a few drinks with, the, with my friends and stuff like that. But after that, Christmas was really good, nice and relaxed won't be doing a whole lot for new year uh new year's eve or new year's day or anything like that and yeah i'm just kind of in that period where i'm it i'm like the only thing i want to do is like sit in the couch and order a a curry from the chinese and it was very difficult for me to get myself off the couch and record this podcast but this is what i'm doing i just needed to kind of break that bit of resistance and uh get talking so and get back to doing a little bit of work not a whole lot but just doing just doing this podcast is going to be a nice like a nice way for me to just 
kind of get things rolling a little bit again. So first off, the guest of the year on the DGR podcast 2023. This is based on the listens for the podcast for that episode. This is also based on votes on social media. And this is also based on those two things, actually. It's based on uh, last year's podcast of the year. I should have went back and checked what last year's podcast of the year was, last year's guest of the year. I think it was Dwayne Chambers last year was the guest of the year. And I think second place might have been I think there was a top three, maybe. There was uh, Jeff, the Flexi Bull, his first episode with us. Actually, yeah, I think it might have been Jeff was the podcast of the year last year. And then the other one was Dwayne Chambers' episode, which was my favorite episode so far on all of the podcasts. That's episode number 34. If you haven't listened to that, go and listen to that. Dwayne Chambers on Sprinting, Doping, and Redemption. And then the other one was the episode with John Coyley, which I don't episode 26. So those were the top three episodes last year. Uh, This year, I'm just doing top number one, and that was Jake Tura's episode, episode 80. Jake had the most listens by far. It was a really, really good podcast. We talked about like tendinopathies, patellar tendon, Achilles tendon, which like if you've ever played sport, you've maybe experienced one of those. Or certainly if you're a coach or a therapist, you have uh, worked with people with those. And it's important to understand the intricacies of those. And Jake, there's basically no one better than Jake, I think. So that podcast got the most votes and the most listens. So that was a clear number one. And then we also had a solo. I did a lot because I did a lot of solo podcasts this year. Um, the mo- the solo podcast with the most listens and it also got the most votes on Instagram was episode 76, The Only Way to Pronate Your Foot. So those were the two episodes of the year. Jake is the guest of the year. That was the solo podcast of the year. Thank you everyone for listening and for voting. Jake, well done. Congrats. I love you. One thing I love about Jake is, I was thinking about this recently. One thing I love about Jake is, not uh, a lot of people will say he 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 is himself or he like or not about Jake but about people in general like um he is himself or she is herself like they just do what they do but actually what i really appreciate about someone is not that they are themselves but they actually know who they are i hope that makes sense like they actually know uh some people will kind of be themselves, but they don't really know what they like. They don't really know what they dislike or want to do or don't want to do. Yeah, they're, they're being themselves, but they're a bit like, mm, what even is myself? But Jake, as far as looking in from the outside, he is himself. He knows what he likes. He does what he likes. He He's fully like who he is. And uh, I love that about people. I love that about someone who just knows, yeah, this is the way I like things. This isn't the way I like things. This is what I want to do. This isn't what I want to do. And they just do what they like to do. So um, congrats to Jake for that. And thank you all for listening to that episode. So uh, some of the big ideas of 2023. This is not like... This is not like ideas that were invented in 2023 or this is not um, ideas that are big now that won't be big in the future or anything like that. This is more like if someone was dropped into 2023, what are the things that I would like to tell them about, but are also kind of very relevant at the moment and are important for them as a coach or a therapist or a movement professional within the industry. 
So these are some of the big ideas, not all of them, but these are the ones that sprung to mind when I talked about the big ideas. And if you're a coach or a therapist and you're trying to get to grasp a grasp on the field, looking at the different areas of the field and thinking about what's okay like what's the big ideas in the physiotherapy realm what are the one or two big ideas right now what are the one or two big ideas in the cardio or endurance realm what are the one or two big ideas in the skill acquisition realm what are the one or two big ideas in the strength and conditioning or the strength realm if you could just like actually write each of those down that would save you so much time and you would get to the top very quickly um in terms of like being a generalist coach you would really cut through so much of the crap and say right what is actually the big ideas here what are the things i need to know here and those are the important things so maybe you might want to have a think about what are your own big ideas and i don't mean that you personally came up with them but what are the big ideas within your own aspect of the field if you're in if you're in tendon rehab what are the five big ideas when it comes to achilles tendon rehab what are the five big things that you need to know um so yeah so anyway here's the five and i won't go or is it six? I'm not sure. I won't go like super deep into them. I'll just kind of name them and maybe say a couple of things about each. So first one is the biopsychosocial model of, I'm going to say specifically of pain here, the biopsychosocial model of pain, understanding that the human is very complex, understanding that there's so much that goes into pain. There's all these different things that are playing a role and getting away from the biomedical model of pain has been huge it's been happening for probably like a couple of decades progressively now but it seems to have caught on quite a bit within 2023 and not just within pain but almost like the biopsychosocial model of training as well this all-encompassing uh all these different factors that go into making a good training experience and good training outcomes for someone but i'm going to specifically say yeah i'm going to specifically say the biopsychosocial model of pain and training is a big idea of 2023 that i think every single coach should be very very familiar with and it would make everyone it would make it cannot make you it can make you a worse coach actually sorry i i've seen a lot of people that dive down that rabbit hole and ended up very confused and very I, I to be honest ended up confusing their clients so sorry it can make you a worse coach it can make you a significantly worse coach to be honest but that's just because you're listening to the wrong people explaining this stuff so the biopsychosocial model that's one there's, these are in no particular order really but that's one big idea of 2023 second one dynamic systems theory um it goes kind of goes hand in hand with the one above and this is more about uh this is more about movement this is about not 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 necessarily pain this is dynamic system theory about of how how humans move and how humans develop movement and our movement patterns and things like this and i think it's important to understand the complexity of human movement this is a big idea in 2023 and actually not just to I won't even say it's important to understand the complexity because it's almost impossible to understand the complexity because we there's so much we don't know but I will say it's almost it's almost 
you don't have to truly understand it because it is so complex, but you do have to appreciate the complexity. And I think it's more important to reject the reductionist approach, which is, okay, there is uh, all these different qualities. Strength is one, power is one, flexibility is one, and so on and so on and so on. And we can just choose as coaches to say, okay, I'm going to take out one of these qualities. I'm going to work on that. And then I'm going to plug it back into the system, this mechanistic approach. And suddenly it's going to improve the whole system. So for example, you have weak legs. I want you to sprint faster. Having strong legs is is important for sprinting. So we do loads and loads of back squats. Now you have stronger legs and now you sprint faster. That's a very reductionist approach to looking at things. And the sooner you let go of that, uh, idea i'm not saying that that might not work of course that might not work but it's not working your your explanation has to be much better than that and there's also a possibility that you have weak legs you're you want to be faster at sprinting strong legs are important for sprinting i take i do back squats with you and suddenly you're you're slower at sprinting for some reason so it's not a one plus one equals two type of equation when it comes to human movement so understanding not even understanding dynamic systems theory, but just rejecting the reductionist mechanistic uh, view on human movement is a really important idea within 2023. And that definitely will make you a better coach, I believe. So I think Franz Bosch had kind of described this as being a gardener, not a conductor. And that is like, okay, the conductor drives the train. This is a coach, let's say. So the conductor like drives the train. It pulls a lever and the train is going to turn. It's going to it's gonna do pretty much exactly what you want. You have different buttons that you can press at different times and it's going to do pretty much exactly what you want. We always, we not we, but a lot of people always had a view within the industry that that's what coaches did and they were able to do that and they were able to measure that perfectly they were able to work on strength work on power blah 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 and the the idea that you're more of a gardener i think which is like okay you have all of this garden here and you're everything in the garden is going to be inter- interacting with everything else so like the soil with the grass the bees are there which are pollinating the flowers which are blah 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 blah. i don't know anything about gardening but like everything is having an impact on everything else the rain the weather the sun the the wind every single thing is having an impact on everything else and you can talk about taking out one thing you can talk about uh doing something to the grass doing something to the bees and that may have a positive or negative impact are you, you it's it's very very difficult to know and kind of when it comes to the human body the underlying thing which i spoke about in a recent podcast i think maybe the last one but the underlying kind of thing that no one understands and rarely talks about is coordination and it's about like how all these systems interact together and understanding that changes in coordination might be the thing that's at leading to positive or negative transfer and that's much much harder to measure so um this is uh dynamic systems theory is there's so many ways you can go about it i do recommend checking out some of bosch's work probably strength training coordination is the is a, is a very good book to read on that side of things don't take it as gospel but do take it as like a, a good a good book to make you question things i think that would be really good so the second big idea of 
2023 from my point of view i'm not saying i'm right or anything like that but i think the second big idea is dynamic systems theory uh the first one was the biopsychosocial model of pain and training the second one is dynamic systems theory the third one and all of these like are, are obviously intertwined maybe in some way or another so it's just it's not a perfect uh segmentation let's say all all things it's still a garden here these big ideas are a garden they're all interacting with each other um the third one is training variety which sounds like a simple one but i think it's been a year for training variety and i think it's it's starting to come back into fashion around being and and people will mix up variety and variability i think they use those words interchangeably which i can understand and i probably do as well but variability is more like okay i'm chopping a block of wood or i'm throwing a ball i'm still throwing a ball but i'm gonna end i'm going to throw it an infinite amount of ways even when i throw it in the same way there's such a again because it's a dynamic systems theory and there's so many degrees of freedom there's an infinite degrees of freedom there's so many interactions that can occur that every single throw is different that that is variability some people will have more variability within how they do something some will have less depends on the task so that's variability variety is more like okay i throw the ball I won't even use that example, but variety is more like I just do different things. I throw one day, I climb another day, I go and play lacrosse another day, I go and do strength training another day, I go and do um, I go and do parkour and crawling another day, I go and swim another day. So now I've I've done a lot of variety, different. Uh, uh, there's been a lot of variety in my training for my shoulder, let's say. So. That's how I would start to think about like separating variety and variability. And again, like you could probably go down a big rabbit hole in terms of each of those things. And my definitions are not necessarily, I haven't defined them. They're not exactly correct, but I'm, I'm not trying to be perfectly correct. I'm just trying to be relatively clear. So I'm not talking about variability. I'm talking about variety. And I think a big idea of 2023, not just 2023. These are not just 2023 ideas, but these are ideas that have, I think are important in 2023 training variety being quite general which are training a lot of the time uh you'll see so many people championing like lifting plyometrics throwing bodybuilding type of training powerlifting um low um low reps high reps uh weightlifting uh sprinting all of these things and saying like okay all of these are good together they actually all go well together potentially at least and you don't have to necessarily pick one style of training so i think and i think they're right a lot of the time i think training variety is absolutely key uh mobility is another one flexibility um all these different types of training training variety is a big idea in 2023 and variability of course goes hand in hand with that but i'm specifically talking about training variety here so idea the first three and again they're in no particular order but the first three that i've named are biopsychosocial model dynamic systems theory and i keep saying training training variety the next one is a bit more specific to definitely the lower limb and i think a big idea of 2023 has been i'm lumping three things in here together which 
are all related but are all different and one is uh using your full foot using more of your foot and understanding that you have a full foot you have a heel a midfoot and a forefoot or a rear foot and a forefoot if you want to put it like that or a rear foot a midfoot a forefoot and toes if you want to put it like that depending on how you uh split up the foot you will hear me using different phrases depending on the person i'm talking about but usually i try and split it into rear foot midfoot forefoot and maybe maybe have the toes separate or maybe have the toes as part of the forefoot so using your full foot the second one that's related to this is shin angles and understanding your shin angles and and coaching shin angles maybe and um emphasizing certain shin angles particularly getting people into positive shin angles so that helps you use your full foot when you can actually get from a negative to a positive shin angle you're using more of your foot there and then the third one is delaying the extension so when you want to push from a mid stance and max propulsive position you will need to have dropped your shin forward to get into that position. You will need to have your center of mass over that stance leg. You will need to have a positive shin angle. You will need to have gone through your midfoot and you'll be you'll have like midfoot to forefoot pressure as you come into max propulsion. And then you will dele- need to delay knee extension so that you can get a really active hip extension. So you can push from your hips. So hip extension before are an emphasis on hip extension rather than just knee extension so i'm lumping those three things in together as a really important concept uh, or big idea i should stick with uh, for 2023 which is you will hear a lot of coaches now talking about full foot you will hear a lot of coaches talking about shin angles and you'll hear a lot of coaches talking about some version of delaying the extension or hip extension before knee extension or pinning the shin there uh or jonas talking about like bum before back that's kind of the same thing to be honest bum before back is the same as bum before knee so you'll hear i'm lumping all of these things in here together as another big idea of 2023 so now we have biopsychosocial model dynamic systems theory training variety and then all together is full foot positive shin angles and delaying the extension and then the last one is the ability to yield And I'm not talking about any specific exercise. I'm not talking about a training modality. I'm talking about overall the ability to yield and train the loading phase and appreciate how important the yielding side of things is, is a huge idea within 2023 and hopefully going forward previous particularly in the strength and conditioning field there's been and in the physiotherapy less so the physiotherapy but yeah more in the strength and conditioning there's been such an emphasis on overcoming uh there's been such an emphasis on bracing and squeezing and pushing and triple extension and making big shapes like this and there's such a, been such a de-emphasis on triple flexion. There's been such a de-emphasis on relaxing about actually uh, having slightly longer ground contacts, which are also good. Just as good as short ground contacts are longer ground contacts. It just depends on the context, but you need to train them both. Uh, just as important as being able to squeeze your glute and push out is actually getting in there in the first place. Just as important as triple extension is triple flexion, being able to load in, drop deep into positions, um, 
being able to not just drop deep but drop back into positions being able to flex back and down yielding is a huge idea within 2023 and it is it has been really good to see it has been really really good to see and mobility training has been mobility training has been a huge idea within the last decade and I think that the reason so many people get so tight and gets, I think one of the reasons that so many people get so tight and have to turn to mobility training to rehabilitate their movement is because they didn't emphasize the yielding portion of movement within their training. Even when they should have been yielding and always a yield will occur when you're yielding, like there will always be a yielding aspect, but they were so biased towards overcoming throughout. They were bracing through the yielding portions. They were squeezing. They were trying to overcome for everything. And I think you would not have to do as much mobility training if you could actually understand the yielding portion. And the yielding portion comes like in all movement. I'm talking about squats. I'm talking about hinges. I'm talking about uh, walking. I'm talking about running. I'm talking about plyometrics. I'm talking about jumping. I'm talking about bench press. I'm talking about everything. There's always going to be a yield, but in certain movements, are certain movements are biased more towards overcoming. Certain movements are biased more towards yielding. Certain people are biased more towards overcoming, and certain people are biased more towards yielding. They do better at one or the other. And I think so many people had to try and do mobility training. And unfortunately, they ended up doing mobility training that all, that emphasizes the overcoming strategies that they already deploy in their movement. And it just made them feel a lot worse. And all of this could have, be, could have been avoided if they understood flexion, if they understood gravity, and if they understood yielding, and they actually trained it. So those are the big ideas I had six, I scratched one out, but those are the big ideas. I will read them one more time. Biopsychosocial model of pain and training. If you understand that, you will be, hopefully, if you understand it well and appreciate it, you will be a much better coach or therapist. The uh, dynamic systems theory, rejecting the reductionist ideas that have held, that have had a grasp on coaches and therapists understanding of movement and led to shocking practices and shocking statements being made and shocking beliefs and you just need to you the sooner you reject that reductionist approach and on and you don't even need to understand it as i said you just need to understand how complex it is and take away that reductionist mechanistic approach to how movement occurs and how motor learning occurs and skill development and coordination and thinking that the brain is like the governor of everything, that everything is top down, the brain is controlling everything. Absolutely not. Uh, all these systems are having an impact on everything else. Uh, the next one, training variety. Again, this goes. This probably links in with the yielding one as well, which is you wouldn't have to do so much mobility training and massages and teraguns and all of this stuff if you trained with more variety, because it's not you're not tight because you're lacking mobility training. You're tight because you always do the same type of training. 
Okay. If you want to become a smarter, more confident, and more successful coach or therapist in 2024, then our member site, DGR Interactive, is the place to be. You can join over a thousand other coaches and therapists in there. You only need about 15 minutes a week. We have hundreds of hours of content there, but it's all broken down by topic. It's short, sharp, and practical information that will help you become a much more successful movement professional. It will help you earn a lot more money ethically because you are better at helping your clients. So join all the other people learning in DJ Interactive. I'll put the link in the show notes and I guarantee you, you'll love it in there. And then the other one was the foot, the full foot, positive shin angles and delaying knee extension. I'm going to lump all of them in together. And then the last one was the ability to yield and actually training that pretty well. So those are the big ideas of 2023. You might have your own ones. If you do, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment please i don't ever ask for comments but comment what is your what is the big idea of 2023 what do you think it is when it comes to training slash movement um slash this industry i'm not talking about like calories in or calories out i'm not talking about that type of thing i'm just talking about within the kind of movement sphere let's say uh okay so now i have the big winner and big loser of the year as a like concept this is these are broad enough categories so i think the big winner of the year has been plyometric training it's everywhere big big um a big part of that has been matt watson he's had a massive year i think as a coach he's had a massive influence on the industry and he's probably made a shit ton of money i hope he has (laughs) i think i think he has so um well done to Matt and well done to everyone who has done not just him of course but like people who have just spread the word that it's it's so good to see people and coaches not doing it themselves but actually and therapists actually training their clients to leave the ground and come back to the ground again it actually like warms my heart when I when I just say that like seeing coaches and therapists doing that is absolute with their clients i should say not themselves like just don't just do it with yourself and not do it with your clients who you need to do it with your clients you need to help them feel that you need to like this idea that strength is the is the thing that solves everything or mobility it's probably not it's probably reflexive it's probably vestibular it's probably not probably that now i'm getting reductionist but like these things are so important as well so big winner of the year has been plyometric training but not i don't mean plyometric training is the like that's been around really good plyometric training has been around for a century i mean the winner of the year is coaches and therapists doing plyometric training with their clients their clients are the big winners this is absolutely key it's such a missing part in rehab and the more you can do the right amount obviously and in the right way the better for everyone the big loser of the year has been breath work i think just because breath work had such a big rise in popularity over the last probably five years or so less so it maybe even like three years covid times probably um in particular and just before covid i think obviously breathwork again has been around forever i'm not saying this stuff is new but i think breathwork had a huge rise in popularity and coaches and therapists using it and now 
it's being laughed at quite a bit and it's being strawmanned to be honest and it's being used less and less i would say and it just i think it just goes to show that people are a lot of a lot of people are sheep they'll use what's popular at the time and then they'll bin it when it's not popular anymore and it's like if it's good it should stay if it's shit it shouldn't be there in the first place so i think a big loser has been has been breathwork people will talk now about how like oh you don't need to do breathwork you just need to train variously yeah that can be true you don't need to do breath work you just need to uh side side bend through your ribs and flex your spine and extend your spine that can be true you don't need to do breath work you just need to go for a walk you don't need to do breath work you just need to relax those things were always true it's just that actually they're not as true as you think for everyone some people if they do breath work uh, in a particular way with a particular focus on actually moving and getting the the each the, the the ribs the thorax to internally and externally rotate not just move as a chunk that will have a massive impact in how they feel and move so breath work is good for the reasons it's good and it's not good for the reasons it's not good that has never changed so i think the reason that breath work is the big loser is because it was too big a winner before it shouldn't people were bigging it up and strength coaches who whose job was to make people stronger were spending half the session doing breath work with people and now they're the same coaches that are saying breath work is shit because you shouldn't be spending half the session with people doing that why were you doing that in the first place it does not make sense so use it for what it's good for and don't use it for what it's not so it has been a big loser and it's kind of good to see it being a big loser like if i'm being honest it's kind of good because people were using it just like remember i'm in rehab with people i'm doing you're meeting people where they're at which you have to do a training but in rehab you have to meet people where they're at even more sometimes so it's kind of good seeing it being a big loser in terms of like it's bringing it back to where it belongs but it's gone too far and and i think people are are now gonna it's just a pendulum that's swinging and it should just belong where it belongs so big winner plyometric training big loser brett work which is in a good way is is in some parts the good thing that it's 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 been a big loser and its stock has fallen and in other ways it's a bad thing because now people are starting to underestimate it again which is just what sheep do they just follow the crowd okay so everything is good where it's good everything is not good where it's not good um personally our big our big winner so i have that's like kind of concept of the year big winner plyometric training big loser breath work i would say uh our big winner was our foot program uh almost three thousand people have done it or well have bought it probably fifty thousand people have done it if you're one of the fuckers who didn't uh who didn't buy it uh well done fair enough um i hope you enjoyed it anyway but uh our our foot program did really well for us we released it on around the 20th or something of january 2023 and that was really good for us and again like i said with plyometric training it's good to see it's great to see coaches and therapists using with their clients the cool thing for me is when i see coaches and therapists using it with their clients that's when i know like this is that's going to have a massive impact now and in a few years time if i disappeared off the face of the earth 
this stuff would still be being used all over the world. No one would say like anything about me or anything like that. And that's, that's fine. I, and I don't mean that in any way egotistical or anything like that. I mean, that's absolutely, that to me is the coolest thing that it's, it's out there now, a lot of this stuff. And I'm not saying I invented everything or anything like that, but thousands and thousands of people have started to open their eyes in how to train the feet, the ankles, the calves, the Achilles in ways that they haven't before. And that's what I'm proud of. I'm not, I'm not saying I invented anything or anything like that. It just shows people how I structure foot training and foot rehab uh, into a progressive program. And I'm really, really proud that that has been adopted worldwide in every major sport in the world, in every, in, in, in clinics and with, gen pop all over the world it's been used and it's been used to huge success so that's that's my that's what i'm really proud of i'm going to say one other big winner which was we had 12 sold out workshops in 2023 which is genuinely was like beyond my wildest dreams a few years ago for me to say that so thank you so much to everyone who came and supported us or shared something or just listened to a podcast or whatever like all of that led up to us selling that many programs all of that led up to us uh selling out those workshops uh so thank you so much to everyone that came and supported us over the year those workshops were brilliant and from the first workshop that i did which was in our um place in 2022 well i did do a couple of workshops before covid but um i'll just say or like over the last 12 or 18 months the workshop is our lower limb workshop is i don't know like 80 percent better than it was even though at the time i thought it was really good and now look back i look back i'm like "Mm, that could have been way better that could have been way better that could have been way better and each workshop we've just made it a bit better a bit better and a bit better and um i think hopefully we'll keep doing that but uh yeah it's just been nice to see the progression and if you came to one of the first workshops um hopefully you loved it but hopefully if you hopefully if you were to come again i'm not saying you need to but if you were to come again you would notice a huge difference in just how good it is and um because i think it's there so hopefully you would as well um our big loser of 2023 i spoke about this I think I spoke about this on Brandon's podcast. You should check that out, uh, Brandon and Cardi's podcast. Um, not in this con- context, but I think our big loser of 2023 was I was too negative a lot of the time. Um, I think I got influenced by people on social media that they kind of have a negative vibe. It, I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like, they can be very sarcastic and they can be brash sometimes and it works really well and i love it and i probably got influenced by that though and doesn't work as well for me and it didn't realize like i was doing that but i i kind of just maybe was doing that a little bit i was being influenced in that way and it just doesn't work as well for me at least at least i don't feel as good about myself when i'm kind of being like that and i don't and i made like lots of posts where not lots a few posts where i was kind of talking shit about different people or saying stuff and to be honest like i'm not making it up i'm being honest but i just don't like how that makes me feel and i probably have said this last year and i probably said it the year before like stop being so negative and i fall into the trap again and i don't think i'm being that negative but i think i'm being i still think even though i'm being 
I still think I'm being overwhelmingly positive most of the time, but even like 2% of the time being negative and being grumpy is too much for me. And I don't want to do that. And even in the last two weeks, there's been a couple of times I was going to do a post, which was like, look at the state of what this person is saying. It's actually just wrong in on so many levels. And I just didn't do it because I know some people will say like all all attention is good attention and stuff like that i just don't enjoy that so it was a big loser for me which was like getting grumpy being a bit negative um yeah just not being as patient with people uh i've definitely lost a bit of patience which i think is fine to be honest i've less patience for crap i think that's fine but i just shouldn't voice that or or being be as open about that so um so yeah for next year i'm gonna try and work on that and not have as much of that uh even though you might see me fall back into that trap again but i don't want to okay from there so small but big win uh this can this can double as like a tip as well. So what's a, what's a seemingly small win for us that I think will be, I think is actually a huge win. And I have one. I have an important one. It's organizing our Google Drive. And again, that might sound funny. It might sound like a small win, but it made me realize it the other day that I was, uh, Chris Lady was down in Waterford. He was doing jiu-jitsu actually in the, in the club. And, um, I got a roll with him. Obviously, I bet the crap out of him. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I just spent five minutes like on the bottom. Um, but we went for lunch afterwards, and he asked me about when I do a Q&A, if so, let's say someone asks a question uh, about like something, something, something about pogo, pogo jumps. How do I have a video to do, just like answer that question with? No matter what it is, like, I have a video to answer that question with. And I said, it's because we organized our Google Drive this year. Uh, we spent all year working on it. Just a little bit here, a little bit there. And now in my Google Drive, I have videos. I have thousands, probably thousands of videos of different clips from workshops, different clips from clients organizing really well so i can type into my google drive pogo and there will be a hundred different videos will pop up and it will be i'll have the name of the client obviously they've all given me permission to do this by the way like they've given me permission to share stuff i wouldn't have shared it otherwise uh but i'll have like the name of the client and the exact exercise that they're doing i'm very little literal with with it so it might be for example david double leg pogo david double leg split stance alternating pogo and i if i just type in pogo it'll be there if i type in alternating split stance it'll be there if i if i type in david it will be there so all of these things are are organized into different categories and it it took time in the beginning to organize the categories and do that but now when i take a video of a client or i take a video of whatever i'm able to upload it into that uh folder and that category and it's going to be there forever so a small win seemingly is now a humongous resource for our business it's it's and i i've said to kira not to be morbid but i was like if i ever die it's not if i ever die if I die very soon, and this might be weird because maybe I will and people will be listening to this and be like, this is weird that he said that. So whatever. But like, if I ever die soon, like you can make a course out of this stuff. 
you can make a course and you can sell it and you will be financially secure for a long time. And I don't think it's that morbid to say that. I'm a very logical person. Like I don't think I don't think talking about debt is should be weird it it should be just like i just want to be logical and say like if something did happen to me just so you know you can organize this into a course and you you have more than enough material uh, alongside the workshop content and all of this stuff to make a course and sell it for a decent sum of money and there will be a lot of people that will buy it uh it will be a limited edition course of course because i'm gone so you could probably sell it for a little bit more and, and charge a bit more but even if that doesn't happen, hopefully it won't touch wood anytime soon. At least I still have all that content there and I can call on it whenever. So that's a small but big win that I just need to make sure I stay on top of again and again. And um, I, I recommend that. I strongly recommend starting that as soon as you finish listening to this podcast, start to organize, make it, make five different folders on Google Drive and just have like... Even if you wanted to start with squats, hinges, plyometrics, um, uh, pushing exercises, pulling exercises, like you could have those. And then as you go along, you can make subcategories of those. So like types of plyometrics within plyometric training, you could have a folder with hopping, bounding, uh, jumping, yielding plyometrics, uh, drop jumps you know uh wall pogo type of work you can have all these subfolders within there this is the most valuable resource that you could do for your business so that's our small but big win it doesn't have to be on google drive of course but we use it we use google drive for ours and then the other one small but big win is two things getting a better haircut i think has been a big win for me this year um it all started, if you're watching my content, in Sydney in February. I went to a barber in Bondi Beach and I got the worst haircut. I still have pictures of it, the worst haircut in the history of the world. I think he charged me $60 for it. And the chap never cut hair before in his life. And like it actually was one of my most popular posts because I put that up. I had a, I had a cut lip from doing jiu-jitsu in bondi and i had the worst haircut and i took a selfie of myself in front of a beach and it was actually disgraceful and since that since i came home i made sure i got a good haircut i got a new i got a new barber and i've been going to him ever since and i don't know it might sound i know it sounds like vain or something like that but Tell me a person that doesn't feel better after getting a good haircut. And I do think it's key. And it, it, this includes like getting a beard trim and stuff like that. So paying an extra like five bucks or something like that to regularly enough, because I used to leave it like three months at a time and I'd be scruffy and I'd feel like crap and I'd look like crap. And now I get a haircut every three or four weeks and it just makes you feel better. And when you feel better, you're more confident. And when you're more confident, everything is better. So that's one. And what goes along with that is dressing a bit better as well. I've actually tried, and you might disagree with both of these. You might say your hair is shitter and you dress shitter, but this is all in the eye of the beholder, I guess. So I feel like I have made an effort to dress a bit better this year. And I've made an effort to uh, get a better haircut and a better beard trim. And those two things have made me a bit more confident in my appearance. And I think that does have a big impact in how you see yourself and how others see you. So my two small but big wins has been 
organizing Google Drive and getting a better haircut and dressing a bit better. And that does mean spending a little bit more money on my clothes. But what I used to do before was go into Penny's, which is like the bargain basement shop in Ireland, uh, Primark, maybe if you're in England, and um, like just buying shit. And turns out you don't actually save any money on it because after two washes, the stuff is gone anyway. So I've spent a little bit more money on stuff and it's a bit higher quality. You feel better in it. It lasts longer. I think you look better. You're more confident. And that has been something that I think it is partly to do with finances because we've been a bit more financially um, in a better place this year. But it's, it, I think I still, even if that wasn't the case and I had this realization that this is important, I would still make sure that I had the finances. I, I would put money aside to make sure I was doing this. Um, okay, so the most fun I've had this year business-wise was in Verona at one of our workshops on the Saturday night. Uh, some of the uh, local guys from the gym, Magnitudo, Giovanni, uh, Cristiano, and some of the other guys brought us out me and Kira brought us out to a local bar, not a touristy bar, like a cocktail bar. And we had some really nice cocktails and we had a really good laugh there. And then they brought us into a local pizzeria, which was, I think they said, one of the first pizzerias in Verona. I think I could be saying this wrong, but they, they, it, I think, I think it was the first place to take pizza from, is it Napoli? or yeah maybe i don't know yeah could be napoli to, and bring it to verona this style of pizza or something like that and it was absolutely phenomenal i just ordered whatever they told me and we had such a laugh we had drinks and pizza and so simple such a laugh and like all year i've had fun at the workshops with people meeting people from different cultures and it just makes you realize especially with the way the world is at the moment with all the shit that go that's going on like when you meet people from different cultures, you kind of realize that everyone is the same. Uh, yes, of course, there's different quirks and intricacies and blah, 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 cultures. But like you realize that people just like good people. They're good people. They want to have fun. They want to have a good time. They want to be secure. They want to be loved. They want to be stuff like that. And like, that's what I've realized more than anything as this year from traveling all over the world is. Now, of course, there's these are all people that are like coming to our workshops. So we're all of a similar thought process. But like now, regardless of the culture, there's just been people who like laughter, like having a good time, like good people. And that's been really good. So Verona having a few drinks and having a pizza afterwards was probably the most fun I had this year workshop wise, but there was many other competing moments as well. And then finally I have a category, which is love slash hate. What, what has been kind of my love hate moments or love hate thing of the year. And it is this podcast. I have struggled at times. I have really rejected this. Like I've thought about, I've been a bit like petulant towards the podcast, which is I have to record an episode now like oh, I couldn't be arsed type of thing and not to do with like the guests or anything like that I don't mean that but I just mean the podcast in general so some of the solos I've just been looking at the podcast like it's almost like the the problem child and some people out there in the industry podcasting is one of the main things that they do for us it's not it's another part it's another piece of content I've just viewed it as another piece of content and we have DJR Interactive that has had a, a brilliant year looking back. We've had 
we now are up to a thousand members uh coaches and therapists on that you should join us there if you're interested in learning more about movement we have our programs um which have had over twenty thousand people now have bought uh at least one of our programs most of those people have bought more than one of our programs we have our workshops we have our one-to-one coaching we have other stuff that i'm probably not thinking about the podcast has just been like one of those things and sometimes it's been a big chore for me and i don't know looking back now having a chance to reflect i think i've been unfair on the podcast at times i think the fact that i know a lot of people probably have turned off at this stage because i'm just talking crap but like um the fact that some of you at least are still listening to this podcast like almost an hour in or 45 minutes in is 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 very powerful and the fact that we have almost 100 episodes of our podcast now and that's probably like 100 hours of content that i believe whether you believe it or not but or some people won't definitely but i believe is top quality content that you will struggle to get elsewhere there's it's full of nuggets that are um that are unique thought processes it's not just people that are reciting stuff that they hear elsewhere you're actually hearing unique thoughts hopefully coming out of my mouth that are uniquely presented as well uh and not just unique thoughts there's lots of recycled thoughts and butchered thoughts and stuff like that but i do think that there's like a hundred going to be a hundred episodes a hundred hours of content that is hopefully a massive resource for us and other people for years and years and years to come and so i want to make sure that i'm appreciating the podcast and i want to make sure that I'm not viewing it as a chore because it shouldn't be and I do enjoy it and sometimes it's just a frame of mind or a thought process and actually when I step back I think about how powerful because it's so easy to get like you get dopamine from Instagram let's say like you get you put up a post and you get your likes and your comments almost immediately and you, you get some sales for programs and stuff almost immediately when you pitch something podcast is harder to measure it's a slower burner. It takes time. It doesn't like you don't have 150,000 followers, blah, blah, blah. But you might have 2000 people that listen to every single episode. And that is very powerful. And And I really realize that you people that are listening to the podcast are the people that I want to spend my time with. And I want to you're the people coming to my podcast, to my workshops. You're the people buying every single episode. Um, Jesus Christ, every single uh, product. You're the people that actually come comment on my stuff you're the people that share my stuff and tell other people so i want the podcast to be not in the love hate category but in the thing that's like i'm very appreciative appreciative to have it i want to thank you all so much for listening so uh, i did have another part um of the love hate but i won't bother going into that hopefully that episode was a bit of a roundup i haven't talked about like plan a plan for 2024 um i did talk about that last year like plan for 2023 podcast but this is more of a roundup we had the guest of the year congrats to jake with our solo episode of the year if you want to listen to that the only way to pronate your foot that's episode 76 we had our five big ideas biopsychosocial model dynamic systems theory training variety uh full foot positive shin angle delaying knee extension and the ability to yield we had our big winning concept of the year which was plyometric training with our big loser breath work which it is i think it was a loser whether it deserved to be 
in some ways yes in some ways no but i think it was a big loser a lot of people shitting all over it which in some ways they're right to be honest uh our big winner our foot program and our sold out workshops 12 of them thank you our big loser my negativity and my grumpiness um and that like that might seem like not a big loser but like you allow that to creep in and multiply that by 30 years like you're gonna end up like another one of those strength coaches or older therapists that just hate everyone and everything and they don't want to learn and they're not curious and they're this and that so that is a massive loser for me that i need to get under control um our small but big wins organizing google drive absolutely key you should do that haircut and dressing well our most fun my most fun was in verona um at that night out and love hate was this podcast uh but i want to change that into the love category so hope you all had a great 2023 i won't ramble on anymore um hope that this podcast was helpful for you this year um if you want to give it a share or whatever that would be nice but if not i won't ask you to um well i just did ask you to but i won't uh, harp on to you and um hopefully you will continue to listen next year uh and hopefully i will be continuing i do want to see the way what made me notice was like that uh, when i looked the best the best performing solo podcast and the one that got the most votes on instagram was on one topic which was the only way to pronate your foot so i do wonder if i should have solos that are on one topic it might make it easier for me which would be just like i don't know you know for example like late stage acl rehab or i don't know anatomy of whatever you know our talk about like a full episode on dynamic systems theory five key points in dynamic systems theory like i think that might be the way to go uh in 2024 with the podcast outside of getting lots of good guests of course but yeah that's kind of made me think about it that way but uh okay thank you very much talk to you guys soon happy new year